At last, the time has arrived. Master, do we really have to call them again? Shut up, Igor. Of course we're calling them. They throw a dope party. What? what? Boys, what's up with me? What? what? Yes, I'm calling at midnight. That's how my schedule rolls. So what? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Anyways, are we all set for the big night tomorrow? Wah, 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 wah. Yes, of course, after sundown. <laughs> this pearly white skin of mine would have it no other way. How does 6 p.m. sound? Wah, 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 wah. Oh, great! Yes, it's just so great. Igor, please, shut it! What's that now? Wah, 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 wah. No, uh, of course, no killing this time. And hey, about that, no hard feelings, I hope? Great, I'll see you then. Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen up! For your listening pleasure for this evening, I have decided to bring back some... Very special guests. Good evening, boils and ghouls, and welcome to the annual Monster Halloween Bash here at Castle Dracula. We are your hosts for the evening. I am Grave Digging Grimy. And I am Dedrick, Mr. Bod Blaganelli. <laughs> I guess. Did you write that? Why did you put that in the script? <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god, I let you write the script one year, and this is what I end up with? Just go with it. (laughs) Anyways, you are currently listening to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. No need to bring your death certificates. This party is open to both the dead and the living. So, come for the booze, stay for the screams, because we have an absolutely fantastic evening to die for ahead of us. So whether you're a basic witch wanting to be trick or treated, or a ghost just trying to get sheep-faced, tonight's playlist has a lot of great picks. We're confident that this is an absolutely solid playlist. There's something here for just about everyone. So, without anything further, why don't we get this party started? What was that that we were just listening to? That was Sucker by Brian Cad. Have you ever heard of Brian Cad before? Oh yeah, Brian Cad. That that guy is very <laughs> he's well known and I mean you've got Phil Collins and then you've got like Michael Jackson and then you've got Brian Cad, right? Right underneath both of those guys. Well, I think Bono's in there too somewhere, but like, yeah, yeah. Brian Way Cad's below there. Brian Cad. Yeah, Bono totally. is at bottom of the barrel. Who yeah. gives a shit about that guy? So no, no one's heard of Brian Cad. Absolutely. And probably no one's heard where this song's come from. And that is uh, Vampires on Bikini Beach. Did you ever watch this film at all? Can't say I have. No. But I've heard you talk about this song uh, way back at the beginning of the summer. And you said... Oh man, I just stumbled across a gym. And you said, I think it's got a song that's going on the Halloween playlist this year. And I said, Wow, that's early to be picking. But to your credit, you stuck with it. It's a good one. It is. It's really a great song. But uh, the movie itself, I'm going to say, uh, don't go watch this. If you've never seen it before, <laughs> uh, it's got a lot of really horrible reviews. And it turns out they hold up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes movies get unfairly maligned. And this isn't one of this them. This is not, absolutely not <laughs> one of them. Uh, this is a really, really super micro, low budget film. I think there's 24 accredited actors. So uh, very low budget. It's a very slow burner. doesn't have a lot going on with it until the, the, you know, the aha moment, I guess. It does have a beach. It does have some vampires. It's got about every 80s California stereotype there is. Here's what I'm con- uh, confused about, right? Uh, a movie about vampires on the beach. 
are they there in the daytime or do they adhere by the vampire rules and just come out at night? Like the Lost Boys. Ah, uh, they play by the rules. They're they're definitely a nighttime kind of vampire. They don't sparkle or anything like that. Uh, see, I I just want a movie, and this seemed like the prime contender for it to absolutely commit and just throw the vampires out on the beach at high noon. Sun's at the highest point in the sky, and they've got like SPF nine thousand on. They're just like they look like the Michelin Man with how they've been painted white with sunscreen. But it doesn't let that stop them. They go and they're just sucking on everybody's jugulars while they're listening to, like, the Beach Boys or something, you know? We kind of got that with uh, Blade 1. Deacon Frost, he doused himself in some kind of SPF. Okay, you got a point there. But I want vampires on Bikini Beach <laughs> right, at high right. noon, okay? No, no, you don't want them. You do not want this at all. Do you uh, ever hear of the USA Network special Up All Night? With Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. And I, it dawned on me while I was doing my, my research for this. This movie probably would have been a thousand times better if he was featured in this film. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I. it's kind of funny when you think about it that Gilbert Gottfried uh, was a horror host at one point. And I think that alone would make him my favorite horror host. Uh, sorry, Sven Gulli, but in a world where he hosted horror movies... You just don't stand a chance. You know, I love you, but it's Gilbert, man. Aside from all that, the song itself is really what's important to me. Can't find it anywhere for some reason. I looked on YouTube quite a bit. There's one listing. It's super low quality. You could tell someone was just hanging out there with a microphone recording it from the TV. That's the only place I found this song. Every other Brian Cad song's up there for some reason. The best thing about these low-budget horror films is that you'd always find at least one kind of cool song, and this happens to be it. And I, I might be spitballing here, and maybe it's just the vampires and the beach, and, you know, there's some random kind of rock music in the middle, but it's kind of got, like, Still Believe vibes, you know, the whole Tim Capello thing. Yeah, this is kind of like a low-rent version of uh, Tim Capello meets Genesis and throw it into... Uh vampire movie that nobody's heard of it has those vibes absolutely i'll go on the record to say that this is dollar general tim capello (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's my uh question because you saw this movie on tubi didn't you yes so here's my elevator pitch okay a lot of old movies from the 80s, uh, straight to video, low budget, like this, the horror movie specifically, they had a lot of songs made for the movies. And then those songs got trapped in the movies, never to have proper releases. Tubi should get into the music streaming game and just have songs that are exclusively from these old direct to video movies and also have that music service be free. Wow, that's that's probably the most genius idea I've ever heard. There are an awful lot of really, really good low-budget horror films that's, uh, wow, I'm seeing all the, the implications there. Good on you. Good on you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. But I saw a lot of people say that among the things they hated most about this film was the music. And especially with this track, I have to completely disagree. A song that can be taken metaphorically or literally. And maybe I'm misinterpreting here, but I feel like they borrowed a lot of vampire lore for this song. And I'll uh, quote some of the lyrics here. I look in your eyes and they see right through me under the spell. No way to tell if I will ever break free. I don't know. Dracula, you know, looking into the eyes of his victims before he takes them out. I'm just I'm seeing a connection here. And uh, it's a pretty good song. Pretty good. It's uh, well, it's, it's as good as it could be for a movie called Vampires on Bikini Beach. Let's let's put it that way. Is it going to win any uh, any awards? Not mainstream ones. No. Is it going to win? Uh, best song of the year at the Leftover Pizza Awards in December of 2023? I think it might. It might. I think this might be a contender. <laughs> Only one way to find out. But again, that was Brian Cat with Sucker. You won't find this song anywhere else but here. <laughs> 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 All right, Grimey, I decided to kick off my set of the uh, playlists here in Dracula's Castle for this Halloween Bash 2023 with a song about 
a haunted house. I I felt it was just very fitting. It is very to kick fitting. Kick off the the evening that way, and it, it's of course called "Baby, You're a Haunted House." So I mean, it it says it right there. He says it like fifteen times in the song. It's you're not gonna forget the title of this song ever. If you if you can remember the chorus, you can remember the title. You're gonna remember the title. So this is by Gerard Way, who you may or may not know. He is the lead singer for a little band called My Chemical Romance. This song, however, did not come out during the big years of My Chemical Romance. This came out way after, so 2018. So this is a fairly new-ish song because we're still a few years away from it but 2006 is when the black parade came out so we're further away from the black parade you know what i'm saying it's it's closer to now than the black parade you get what i mean you get what i'm saying oh yeah i actually read that this was the first song that gerard way produced in two years of like a hiatus kind of the last thing he did was in 2016 this came out in 2018 so took him two years and he came out with this little piece here this little ditty yeah and i don't even know that he's really released much music since that point if at all this might have been where he left us and as i look at spotify there's one song that came out after this for that show that i didn't watch that everybody else has the umbrella academy because he sort of created that whole thing yeah so either way he had one song after this but man uh, what a great song, almost in the style of, like, early to mid-2000s Weezer. I was sitting here listening to it, kind of bopping along, and I'm going, what is this? I felt like this is, like, a, a more indie version or low-budget version of Bowling for Soup. So you got a little bit of Bowling for Soup, I got a little bit of Weezer, maybe marry those together and toss in the the Black Parade guy, and, and that's what you've got. That's mm-hmm. that's what we've got here. So to me, this is a very Halloween-y song, obviously. It's about a haunted house, but to him, to Gerard Way, it was always conceived as being a Halloween song ever since he saw the little model that's actually featured on the cover art of A Haunted Mansion. Uh, and that's what inspired him to put the song out for Halloween. So for a Halloween party, just the way that it's sort of very groovy and bopping and it was intended to be released for Halloween, I, I feel like this is just a perfect little slot into our playlist here for tonight. Oh, dude, it is totally. Uh, so I was reading a little bit into the band because I'm personally, I'm not a huge MCR fan by any means, but uh, this song, this is a really good song. I do enjoy it. And I wanted to look a little bit deeper into the band. And it turns out that this particular group here is formed of obviously Gerard Way, I guess two different people from MCR. I can't remember who the other one is. His brother. His brother? His brother is playing on this track. Okay. His brother, Mikey Way. And then I know who you're going to say. The Aquabats? The Aquabats. Yes. There's a, there's a member from the Aquabats who's playing playing on this song as well so i just thought that was really cool that there's just like this kind of super group of uh different band members kind of neat really neat uh, yeah, little, super little group thing. super group for like one song only but you know yeah. it, it counts it's valid here's my thing about this i love it i'm personally a fan of mcr but i grew up with it that hit me at the right time <laughs> um putting all that aside divorcing this song from my chemical romance and even from gerard way if you take this song for what it is, I have thoughts and I have feelings about what this song would best be placed in. And tell me if you can picture it, okay? So I keep saying this word groovy, that this song has a real groove to it, that it feels real groovy. What does that make you think of? Groovy. Groovy? Groovy. What do I think? I mean, I think of two things. I think of either Scooby-Doo or I think of Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Well, <laughs> I I don't know how I didn't think of Austin Powers, but yeah, so maybe this song won't, wouldn't fit in with an Austin Powers movie. But if there was a live action, specifically live action, Scooby-Doo movie that had come out, let's say around 2018 when this song came out, couldn't you see this song being used in that movie? And it's just like the whole gang is doing that classic shtick of running through the mansion. Oh, yeah. They're being chased by all the ghouls and they're all popping in this door and out that door and down that hall and out this way. Like this song would be perfect. It would set that scene perfectly, I think. I'm going to go 
a step deeper. And I'm going to say, oh. if they did a live action pup named Scooby-Doo, where they're all teenagers and there's a bunch of teenage oh. angst going around, they're starting to figure out who they are as a group, Mystery Inc., I think uh, it's an awesome contender for something like that. Wow. I really like that, actually. And how have we not gotten a pup named Scooby-Doo reboot in some way, shape, or form? It doesn't even need to be a full-fledged like series reboot, okay? I'm going to put this out into the universe. Every single year, we're getting at least one Scooby-Doo animated movie. And in the past few years, we've gotten things that I don't think we ever thought we would have got from those movies. We had a Halloween movie that featured Elvira and Bill Nye. We had a sequel to Zombie Island, one of the best Scooby-Doo pieces of media that's ever been made. Uh, we even got a Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover movie, okay? Right. Who would have ever figured that that was coming? Mm-hmm. Especially 20 years after Courage has been, like, out of people's brains, right? Yeah. How do we not have a pup named Scooby-Doo standalone spin-off, one-off movie? That's crazy to me. So is anybody out there noticing a common theme in my picks so far? <laughs> yes, they can all be traced to Gilbert Gottfried Gilbert in Gottfried. one way or another. You know, this is called Up All Night. He hosted USA Up All Night. See, I, what, Oh, wow. I wasn't even thinking. Wow. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. I was See? thinking more of the, uh, the, the rock vibes here. Yes, it's a uh, very, very classic 80s hair metal uh, so far. Well, maybe not hair metal on your first pick, but this is as hair metal as it gets, man. It really is. I actually found this song by accident when we were doing the sleepover show back in the summertime, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that makes sense because we did stay up all night. But again, as early as summertime, I believe when we did that show, I also picked this one. I said this would be perfect for a fucking Halloween playlist and here we are. Yeah, so my question is, have you been listening to these songs for six months or did you hear them once six months ago and then decide okay, I need to revisit it in October? Well, that's the funny thing is I wasn't intending on listening to them like again until this time but this one, for some reason I've never heard it before until I stumbled upon it. And then all of a sudden at work, I've heard it like three or four times just randomly on the radio. I'm like, man, here I am searching for songs and they're just being thrown out at me and I'm not even paying attention to them. But this song, man, it's one of them not so Halloween-y, but in the right mindset kind of songs. Like if you really break it down, it has nothing to do with Halloween. It just has a lot of melodic and dark undertones and it does kind of have, again, like last pick I had, it, it just kind of gives me this vampiric kind of nocturnally vibe to it. A couple of lyrics here. When evening comes, I'm alive. I love to prowl around in the streets. It's the moonlight that controls my mind. Now I've got the power to speak. I mean, who's going to argue that this has nothing to do with vampires? <laughs> uh, no, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's important what you just said at the top, because we might have mentioned this in the past, but... I think people get too caught up in the idea that Halloween songs need to have like Halloween lyrics, Halloween themes. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple years ago uh, where we made a Dem Boys playlist and I I set the parameters for that particular year. And I said, we're doing new metal Halloween. And none of those songs had any lyrics that were traditionally Halloween in theme. Right. But. Once you put yourself in that mindset and you're like, those are my parameters, how can I make Halloween out of new metal? How can I make Halloween out of hair metal? How can I make Halloween out of uh, Modest Mouse meets Tim Burton? Um, and I can do that, and I have a song for that, but Grimey won't let me play it, by the way. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
You changed it last minute. That's your Ah, uh, yeah, that was me. That was, that was me. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's important to note. So yeah, this song isn't like traditionally Halloween, but there's no reason that it can't be a Halloween song either. All right. Could you imagine if we only did a playlist based on them being strictly Halloween songs? It would just be like the Monster Mash and Thriller and <laughs> you wouldn't have a playlist. <sighs> there's not a darker world or a grimmer scenario than I can imagine. <laughs> uh, listen, we're tastemakers here, okay? We're here to introduce you to new thoughts and new ways of thinking about the greatest holiday of all time. Oh, I'm feeling a, a bit like a jackass right now. Are you feeling a bit like a jackass? A bit like a jackass. Uh, maybe. Why? <laughs> you should feel a bit like a jackass because we were just blasting some CKY, which if you don't know the affiliation between this band and jackass and jackass members are, boy... They are a tight-knit community, let me tell you. They oh, are yeah. Brothers at arms. I, I'm not feeling jackass because I am unaware. It's because I'm so jackassed out that I just can't partake. Listen, I'm from Pennsylvania, <laughs> right? So uh, Bam Margera and his crew, CKY, there's this weird lore that surrounds them in this area because of Westchester, Pennsylvania, and being so close. I've, I've heard from many of my classmates, oh, yeah, Bam Margera came through St. Mary's or Ridgeway. I'm like, dude, that never fucking happened. He came to Punxsutawney once to watch the fucking, <laughs> you know, the groundhog come up. And I, I don't think he's ever come back since. Like, that's it. That's not true, Grimy, because he's been hiding out in your woods for weeks just oh, on the lamb. Right now? Yeah. In your woods behind your house specifically. Oh, shit. He can just come in. Remember? Remember you saw him? And you're going to tell that story for years and years him. and years. How Bam Margera was hiding out in your woods and you didn't snitch. He you was. didn't snitch. I opened the door and he came in and we just fucking chilled. Crushed a beer or two. Or 20. You were concerned for his his safety. When you said, hey man, I just want to help. He said, fuck you. And then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Bam Margera of him, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, uh, <laughs> I guess I should introduce the song now that we've talked about it <laughs> for a few minutes. Uh, for those of you not in the know, this song is Escape from Hellview, the first track off of CKY's, not their first album, but their best album called Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild, which was very hard for me to remember the order to say those words in. All throughout my teens <laughs> from way back in 2002. I can understand that. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. It There's a, a pattern. They're following, you know, but I would be like, infiltrate, rebuild, destroy. No, destroy, infiltrate, rebuild. Damn it. And I could never get, I could just never do it. Um, <laughs> but I got it now. You should be proud of me. Uh, so for those of you not in the know, this band, CKY, um, it shares a name with the video series that Bam Margera produced before Jackass was a thing. And that's actually the thing that caught the attention of the Jackass people and brought Bam on board. And then the rest is sort of history. So his videos, CKY or Camp Kill Yourself, it was basically like a homegrown indie version of Jackass where him and his friends think uh, Viva La Bam without the polish, right? He just had a video camera and would record his friends doing stupid shit. And his brother, Jess, uh, started this band and they sort of combined forces and Bam would shoot the music videos for the band and the band would, you know, supply their music to the Jackass style CKY videos. And it was just a, a nice little... Synergy machine that Bam had going for a while. And no matter what you think about Jackass or Bam Margera, if you like rock music and you are alive at this point, and if you had any 
interest in skateboarding culture at all, this was like your North Star. This was like oh, yeah. your album and your band. Uh, yeah. Everybody that, that fit the description had this album or at one of their albums in their car, in their CD player, Walkman, whatever you have. This was this was bumping at that time, man. And I mean, just listening to it now brings it all back. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about horror-centric lyrics, I know what we were talking about, you know, in the last segment, that it doesn't need to be Halloween-y or horror-y. Um, well, this very much does have that in those themes running through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, it, it's like their own version of a horror movie. They mention Hellview in this song and in a couple songs before this. It was sort of like a trilogy where they just kept writing more and more about you know, your friends who were being killed and they were hanging and here's one lyric. I'm overhearing uh, whisper. They won't escape until the blood is set free. Like, so it's just very scary and it's meant to be scary. Taking uh, themes and ideas from horror movies and putting their own new ideas into a song instead of making a movie about it. So for Halloween, this song and the whole album, my friends and I from middle school, um, one of my friends, Mike, his brother was older than us, and he introduced Mike to CKY in this album, and then Mike burned CDs for my myself and my other friend, and every Halloween now, we associate this album with Halloween time, so we'll send each other a text on, like, October 1st, it's CKY season, boys, and, like, <laughs> you know, the CKY memes just get sent around, and Escape from Hellview gets quoted, it's just, it's... This is Halloween to me. It's funny because originally when we had our first set playlist for this show, uh, I was going to bring up CKY's 96 Quite Bitter Beings. This happens to be the sequel song to that song. Yeah. So that's part of the Hellview thing. Yeah. Like the Hellview trilogy. (laughs) I don't know what the other song, maybe it's a Carver City, a song off of Carver City uh, that caps the trilogy or something like that. That but. could be, yeah. But yeah, I, I had no idea that that was the case. So if you're not in the know, 96 Quite Bitter Beings, it's about two guys who get lost in a town with 96 angry people. I uh, said that the lead singer, Darren Miller, carried the Hellview story on and wrote this about being chased into the woods and trying to make it out of Hellview alive. So I don't know, I thought that was a pretty cool little piece of trivia that I, oh, even myself yeah. as a fan, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, well, that's sort of it. You just take it for what it is and you enjoy listening to it. But there's definitely more there, more subtext if you want it. Mm -hmm. Um, And now you mentioned 96 Quite Bitter Beings. That's the song that everybody knows. You know, that's where the memes are born out of. Bernadette Near. Right. Now, here's the thing. If you actually look up 96 bitter beings these days you'll you'll get that song as your first hit and then as your second hit you're going to get a band called 96 bitter beings i fell off of cky once i graduated high school i did not pay attention to cky and i only just recently found out about this um so darren miller and the rest of the band they were butting heads so he left i think he's kind of a difficult guy just in general that's probably why he's no longer there. The problem is, is that he's got such a distinct guitar style and distinct voice that he's kind of the sound behind CKY. Oh yeah, yep. CKY just kind of melds into anything else that he does. It's just part of his nature, his routine, I guess. Yeah, so CKY put out an album a few years back without him, and it just doesn't sound like CKY. And that bummed me out because I was like, "Eh, we're probably never going to get anything that sounds like my middle school years again. And then upon searching 96 quite bitter beings, a band, like I mentioned, popped up called 96 bitter beings. That's Darren Miller's new band. And when I tell you that, uh, that album, I think it's called synergy restored sounds just like this album here, infiltrate, destroy, rebuild the CKY album. But 20 years later, it's the exact same vibes. It's everything that you want. So I guess the good news is that if you like this and you want more of this, we're kind of getting more of it just in a weird sequel-esque way. So listen, middle school me who was walking or like 
half-assedly skating with my friends down to the Taco Bell, listening to this song uh, to go grab a Baja Blast and some cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Uh, we're feeling very fulfilled and very represented right now. <laughs> it's a very strangely specific memory you have there. <laughs> I was just skating Listen, with my man. boys, going to Taco Bell, getting me some whatever the fuck fries and some Baja Blast. <laughs> uh, cheesy Fiesta potatoes. I took exactly 17 breaths before I paid with a $20 reel and he gave me back 10 as change. Listen, you don't forget those little <laughs> details when you almost die right beforehand, okay? Derek bombing down the hill on a skateboard, gets speed wobbles, jumps out into the road, almost gets hit by a car, all right? So all of a sudden, you're just associating escape from Hellview with your own mortality, and all you can think of in that time is Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes and Baja Blast, okay? <laughs> okay, dude. Like, is that okay? Anyways, I'm still alive, so it's all good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, we're going to have ourselves a quick intermission. So load up on some drinks at the bar, or grab some food really quick, and we'll be right back. Great show tonight. But is there any chance you'll take some requests? Oh, hi, mummy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's not really how this works. See, we have a set list for songs we already had in mind to play, and then we just talk about them. Yeah, but can we get some walk like an Egyptian? That's one of my favorite songs. Ah, Frankenstein Stomp! Yeah, Frank, Mommy, I'd love to play those ones, but like Derek said, uh, that's not really how this works. Oh, piss off. Leftover pizza. What kind of name is that? I'd rather listen to Dracula's Transylvania throat singing. Okay, that's a little harsh. Boys, is there something wrong here? A few monsters giving you a hard time? Nah, they wanted to request some songs, but we set them straight. Really? I told them how tonight would work. And Frank is the last person to request anything. He couldn't even remember the dip for the chips. Anyways, the show is a blast so far. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Knock them dead. listen to this song i feel like we just listened to this song uh yeah it's pretty similar you're not wrong it's same vibes at least yeah it's got similar vibes so that was the darkest side of the night by metropolis which most people probably remember from the beginning of jason eight jason ate what was he hungry yes uh, for what for manhattan and boats <laughs> jason ate hungry for manhattan stuck on boat can't get to shore <laughs> So yeah, this is used for the opening uh, and the ending of Jason 8. But I've said pretty much everything I think I could ever say about Jason 8 on this podcast, except the fucking awesome beginning. Dude, this might actually be my favorite thing about the movie. The opening is just classic. It has this very, very unrealistic look of New York City in the 80s. Like something you probably would see in like a Spawn kind of film. The best way to describe it is like a movie adaption of the comic book TMNT. Everywhere you look, there's like a dude with grungy hair metal vibes and they got like the spiked collars and stuff and they're just kind of running through alleyways and robbing people and shooting up heroin apparently. <laughs> So I've got this thing like it, it borders on like being a fetish. Oh, and wait, hold on. We, we don't kink shame here. Yeah, wait, so. just, just hear me out. Hold on. <laughs> uh, of city scenes, nighttime city scenes from late 80s into the very early 90s. And they're typically action movies like there are whole movies that are at least partially set, if not fully set, around being in a city at night in that time period. And this is one of them. And they just have, like, they have a feeling 
that no other time period in film has ever been able to capture. And I don't even, I can't even put into words what it is. It just feels like very unique and very fucking cool. Like, it's like <laughs> these movies were making the city feel like, like, just cool, man. Oh, I yeah. don't know. It's I, like, I can't, I can't describe it. It's like grungy and creepy, but also not, not in the way that you wouldn't want to be there. Like you want to hang yeah. out there and like fucking throw dice with these people or something, or yes. just like spray paint walls or something. Like, I totally get it, man. I want to hang out yeah. with these dudes too. <laughs> and you, you just like you get these shots. Like sometimes it's like wide shots from like a shoreline, and other times it's just like you're in the city, like on the streets. And sometimes like it's a flyover shot, and it's just like I, I can't even like again. I can't describe it, but like the lights in the windows of the building, they even look different than they do in modern movies. Like oh, yeah. they look like like beings unto themselves because mm-hmm. it's almost like there's always even. Like the light bleed is illuminating the silhouette of the city in right. a different way that you just don't get now or you haven't gotten since that point. And uh, that's it. So if anybody wants to do like a super cut of movies and it doesn't even have to be like New York City, just all cities from that time period, you know, give me like Showdown of Little Tokyo. Give me like Jason Takes Manhattan. Give me the Ninja Turtles 1990 movie. Just take all these city shots into one long super cut <laughs> and upload it to YouTube like as like an ASMR. Maybe with this song playing over it, I- I'd be good. I'd be golden. Say so you just fall asleep to this every night watching it on YouTube yeah. or whatever. Or you got your headphones in and you're just seeing Oof. all these beautiful cityscapes. Yeah, man. There's something just Oof. very beautiful about the, uh, the rawness of the old camera style and not having everything just be so clean and cut and i don't know it's just such a different vibe and grain yeah it's like film grain adds to it too yeah yeah but uh enough about the scene i guess like i said you've heard everything about this film and this podcast and i've just solidified it with talking about the intro i'm not going to talk about the end credits or anything so uh but this song man there's so many words there's there's lots of words them all yeah (laughs) Most of them I I can't pronounce. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He can't even read them. But um, if I'm being honest, the song, it it does perfectly encapsulate what's happening in the beginning of the film. I'm not going to read any lyrics or anything, but like they do suggest that there's this sense of hopelessness and like anguish and despair within this broken city and its inhabitants. And that's just exactly what's going on while this song is playing. It's, gloomy and depressing and it's really really catchy uh it fits with this playlist for sure (laughs) absolutely yeah i know it's the right vibes great uh follow-up to sucker and up all night i think it's just uh you got yourself a good little trilogy there that's a great three-peat of songs Absolutely. So uh, if you want to listen to the song again, um, just watch the intro to Jason Takes Manhattan because that's the perfect way to listen to it. And then don't watch the rest of the film. (laughs) (laughs) You can skip like 45 minutes after that and then just watch from there, you know. It's all about that boombox. When he comes in and kicks the fuck out of that (laughs) boombox, that's when you know shit's getting real. You know, he can kill whoever he wants to kill, but that was taking it a step too far, okay? Just... What a bully, you know? You can kill, just don't leave my fucking boombox alone, okay, dude? Well, I mean, he does spare the punk's lives, you know? He just shows them his face, and they run away, so that's, that's not enough. I would that he killed him. I, I, just kill him. Leave the boombox alone. That's a perfectly good boombox, yeah. you know? Ghetto blaster. Oh, I know what you mean, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it, right? 
Totally get it. Uh, this is the perfect song for all of that. The totally underrated track. Can't believe that it's featured on the 2023 playlist. Let's get into this. A lot of whooping, a lot of stomping, a lot of zombie stomping. And hey, wouldn't you know it? That's the name of the uh, the track. Zombie Stomp by Ozzy Osbourne, 1991. This is off of what I'm going to go ahead and say is my favorite album of his. No More Tears. Uh, an album which features other bangers like Mr. Tinker Train, I Don't Want to Change the World, his soft boy hit, Mama, I'm Coming Home, Hellraiser. My God, I could talk about that song all day, every day. But I didn't pick Hellraiser. I picked The Zombie Stump because this is one that I think is a little bit underrated, especially in terms of Aussie output. Because everybody, when you hear Aussie, everybody thinks... Oh, Crazy Train, Bark at the Moon. They might throw a little bit of Black Sabbath in there. But uh, I don't know. I just don't ever see much from that album mentioned, let alone this song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're underselling it. From what I understand, he never plays this one live. That's saying a lot. That's a shame um, because it's really good. Maybe just because it's so long. Like This is a six-minute long song, and just two of that six minutes... The first two, it's the full intro. Like, there is nothing happening. It's a slow buildup. You got some bongos. You got some jungly voodoo beats. Uh, you've just got some uh, guitar that's on heavy, heavy delay. Um, oh, yeah. Very bassy, very beautiful. It reminds me of, if you've ever heard it before, the Pink Floyd track, One of These Days. It has that, like, really super long, beautiful, bassy intro. Those are my favorite songs, the ones that have that super drug-out intro. But, like, it's not one that's unpleasant, you know? It doesn't leave you hanging on wishing you had more. It's just putting you right at the right spot. I, I know what you're saying. It's funny that you think, at least in style, it reminds you or it's reminiscent of Pink Floyd because to me the only thing that I can think of when I listen to this song is this is Ozzy's version of Welcome to the Jungle it oh, yeah. just this is something that could have been uh penned by Slash this could have been something off of Appetite for Destruction like Zach Wilde uh was playing guitar for yes. Ozzy at this point and he was a contributor and a writer of this song but it almost sounds like he's emulating Slash, like, quite a bit on this song. So oh, yeah. it, it kind of makes me wonder, were they fans of them and this was their way of paying tribute? Did they think of Guns N' Roses as being maybe a bit of a threat? And so they were trying to get a little bit of their audience, you know yeah. what I mean? A little bit of respect from their audience. Yeah, capitalize on it. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there does know. And if you do know, I'd love to hear because... Ozzy's just fascinating. Let's face it. Him, his music, how is he alive? How has he managed to have a career as long <laughs> as it is? Uh, just everything about him, you know? Yeah. So I'm always up for some Ozzy trivia if you have it. Well, he just retired for like the 17,000th time, like a month ago, didn't he? Yeah, and he just wants to do one more album. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> That's one That's real. More. That's real. He, he put that out there in the universe the other day. He's like, oh, yeah. I think I'll just do one more album and maybe like one more tour. It's like, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see you in five years when you're <laughs> saying that same thing again. <laughs> Ozzy, do you uh, know where you're at? Are you, are you sure you know where you're at? <laughs> does it matter if he knows or not? Uh, no, no, not. no, no, no. Li li listen, I, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm very fine. I think I, I, I think I got this. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one more album, please. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every stitch. So this one's kind of a newer one. It seems to be the common TikTok trending song for the past three Halloween seasons. And that is Lana Del Rey with The Season of the Witch. You're familiar with this one, aren't you, Derek? <laughs> I know you like it a lot. I'm familiar. I don't know that I'd say I like it a lot, but I am familiar. 
this was released for that scary stories to tell in the dark movie, wasn't it? It was, yeah, which I haven't really seen all of yet. I watched a little bit of it and kind of fell asleep because it, I'm old, um, not because I wasn't <laughs> interested. Uh, yeah, this was 2019, 2018, something like that. Yeah, did uh, did you fall asleep um, in that movie when this song came on? Did this song put you to sleep? or Because she has such a voice of an angel? Yeah, that's probably the case. Oh. Absolutely, oh. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I meant by that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, you don't you don't hate Lana, right? You just don't like the original song, or do you hate Lana? Uh, well, I don't hate Lana. She has like <laughs> two songs that I don't mind, but <laughs> that's, that's I respect plus. her as an artist. You know, I I get it. That's you know that's fine. It might not be to my taste, but I'm not gonna say that she's not a talented artist. Yeah, I don't like this song in general. I I. I don't know what it is about it. Um, I guess if I had to pick like this version or the original version from uh, whatever it is, like the mid 60s by a guy Donovan. If you're giving me the choice, I'm picking this Lana Del Rey song, her version, because I just I I don't like this song. I don't know what it is. It, like it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I mean, I guess that's great for the Halloween season. Like it, <laughs> you know, makes me feel a little weird and googly on the inside. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, so you yeah. like this song? You're a fan. I'm. I'm not really into the original song much. It's not really my my favorite. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. But this one here in particular, I'm a pretty big fan of. I've been a fan of Lana for at least 10 years now. So like a pretty long time. When I met my girlfriend, she was the one who introduced me to this this artist. And uh, I've seen her only once in concert. I, I wish I could say that I've seen her a lot more. But, uh, you know, tickets cost money. I, I think she's amped this song up to a more enjoyable level especially for the Halloween season. Like the original, I wouldn't necessarily think like, yeah, that that belongs here. But this one in particular, I feel like definitely does. She has this way of making things feel even more trippy and kind of haunting. She has that voice. It's like both kind of sexy, but also kind of like psychedelic and trippy and weird and it's perfect mix for a halloween playlist like you i do like to picture where these songs might fit in different scenarios movie tv whatever i don't know if you're a big fan of the rob zombie halloween films Uh, yeah big i actually really like those okay so let's say he did a remake of halloween 3 season of the witch tell me that this song's not going in there that's too on the nose for Rob Zombie. Right, yeah. It's, it's got to be in like some sleazy uh, stripper kind of thing or, you know, like a strip uh, club. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's where it would go. Yeah. Actually, if Rob Zombie were to remake Halloween 3, he'd include the scene where, what's his name? Uh, Billy, the little kid with the, who gets his head turned into a portal and the snakes pour out. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? At the factory, he tests his own pumpkin mask. Uh, in Rob Zombie's version, he'd have that scene where the kid's head explodes into insects and snakes. And <laughs> then the stripper would be stripping to this song on top of that kid's dead, mutilated body. That would be Rob Zombie's Halloween 3. And this song would be playing over that. Well, that's pretty close. My idea of Halloween 3, remade by Rob Zombie, of course, would uh, all three kids and the stripper and the person that made the mask, they would all be played by Sherry Moon Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Every woman in the film is Sherry Moon Zombie, just in a different wig. Even the men. Like, the men would be there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's the perfect film. That's the whole movie. The goblins will get you if you don't watch out To take you and shake you until you shout Stop, look, and listen it's Halloween There's witches and broomsticks and big black hats Stirring up their potions in big black vats Stop, look, and listen It's Halloween Comstock's So, I mean, remember at the beginning of the show when you said my nickname was Mr. Bod? I wrote How it. How could you forget? You wrote it. That was, that was all you. <laughs> 
I think I would like to formally request uh, my nickname be changed to Big John, and you're going to be Little John. Oh, it's it's like that. Well, I mean, you know, we're in this thing together for however, you know, God knows how long. One of us has got to be Big John. One of us has to be a Little John. You know what I'm saying? We're both John. Just one is big and one is little. (laughs) You know, and I'm not going to do the ironic thing where the big guy is little and then the little guy is big. Like, you know, that's fair. I'll be big because I'm big and you'll be, well, you're not little, but you know, you're average. You're going to be average size, John. Average John. Okay. Yeah. Average John. How about incognito John? Can I be incognito John? I'll put on my sunglasses. Yeah. Because you don't want anybody to know that, uh, what this whole situation is. (laughs) What is the situation anyways? (laughs) (laughs) The situation is stop, look and listen. It's Halloween, a song by Pete Antel. (laughs) <laughs> That's what we just played for you. And Great. it's my final pick of this party. So everybody, listen up. This is the last song. I'm playing the last song. Uh, last bar call, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Go get your last cups of blood, your last cauldrons of slime or whatever it is y'all be drinking down there. I'm just drinking a Molson, you know. But I know that you guys don't don't be drinking beer. So, you know. Uh, anyways... Stop looking, listen. I love this song. I think it's a perfect, spooky little Halloween song. Very jazzy. I uh, I secretly love jazz. Like, I won't, like, listen, listen to jazz. I'm not going to get serious about it. I'm not going to be like, here are the top 50 greatest jazz albums. I'm not going to go see it at a club. But I will listen to fall jazz, and I will listen to oh. a lot of fall jazz. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I know exactly what you're saying. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend was having a conversation with some folks at work the other day, and she was telling them how every single morning I throw on some jazz music to make breakfast. Oh, okay. Totally. So, Nothing in so particular. See? Just like, hey, Alexa, put on some autumn jazz or some fall jazz or in Christmas time, Christmas mm. jazz. You know, it's just, it's what I do. See, we are the same. And that's yeah. why we both have to be Johns. Yeah. Okay. Whether big they're big, little. little, incognito. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Yeah. All right. That's that's my point. We're Johns. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously I picked this song because it's very seasonally appropriate and it's a great, great song to wind down your evening. Much like the two characters, Big John and Little John, do in the movie Halloween Kills. They're winding down their Halloween evening. They're enjoying this song on a vinyl. One of them is in a kimono. And, uh, you know, I don't have a kimono, but maybe you could get one, you know? And The other and one's we- cutting up a cheese board. I have plenty of cheese upstairs, and I fucking love right. the cheese board. You all know that. Right. So, yeah. So, I'll, all this to say is that the party is winding down, and this is the perfect wind-down song. It's a beautiful song, man. I, I love that they chose it for this specific scene in this film. Uh, I thought it was really cool. I'm all about juxtaposition, you know what I mean? I like that it's just this nice, calming song, but, like, all hell is about to break loose. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Again, just like you, I like to figure out where I would see this song placed in other things, TV, movies, whatever have you. I could see this being in something like Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, there's kind of is sort of a song that has this vibe-ish about it in Garfield's Halloween Adventure. But Mm -hmm. I would be curious to just cut that episode up, throw this in there. And then re-upload it somewhere and see if people, like... Nobody would know. People are going to know the difference. Like, there are going to be people that know. But to the unassuming viewer, if they'll be able to tell that this song didn't belong there originally. Right, yeah. To the diehards, they're going to be like, wait a minute, what? This, This didn't belong there, but, like, everyday normal people, me and you especially, like, I don't feel like I would... I would just think that that was normally there. Like, it just, it seems like it fits in something like that, or even like an old 80s, early 90s Hanna-Barbera Halloween special or something, you know, something of that nature. And actually, now that I think about it, just the instrumentals alone, very Peanuts. Very I was going to say, yeah, very, it's, very uh, got Peanuts got some gallery. Vince Guaraldi qualities to it, so you totally. can probably sneak that even into, maybe not the Great Pumpkin, because, I mean, we know that like the back of our hands, but you know, maybe like a newer peanuts Halloween special. How have we not, by the way, gotten a newer Halloween peanuts special? 
That's crazy. Uh, you think that they'd capitalize on that, you know, just great pumpkin too. He actually comes to life and he rips Linus's head off and then it's a study of grief, you know? Oh, totally. You know what would be perfect though? If Rob Zombie (laughs) did uh, a newer version of the Peanuts gallery, you know, Great Pumpkin or a Peanuts rendition of Halloween 3 and this song was in it. (laughs) And of course, Sherry Moon Zombie played all the kids. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Every single one of them. And and AI did all the animation. I would, you know, I would love it. That would be exactly what we need for the Halloween season, Grimy. You know? Great. Great. Just great. It's great. Uh, No, I want to take this last uh, opportunity here to piss off um, everybody who listens to this show and everybody who is a horror fan seemingly online uh, before we close out this show and this evening. And I just want to profess my love for the film Halloween Kills. Uh, oh, dude, there, I love Halloween Kills. Absolutely love it. So many people out there who are just like, listen, listen, listen. Okay, listen. Do we really think that Halloween, the series, is on average a good series? Because, listen, oh, God, you, can, no. you can have your nostalgia for it and and you can appreciate things but uh, come on let's be real halloween the series eh, track record eh, you know a lot more misses than hits for sure Uh, yeah i think so i think so the first one i watched was halloween resurrection so like I'm lucky that I watched, like, (laughs) 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 I was going to say probably one of the worst ones, but, I mean, I loved it, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm lucky, I feel like I'm lucky that I watched that one first and then kind of went on the other side and, like, watched all the, the, you know, the quote-unquote serious ones, but, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fuck, Halloween Kills, I'm not going to lie, I'll be the first one to say it, that, like, it's one of my favorite Halloween movies ever. Yeah. The one before that was okay. The one after that obviously was a bomb, but like, yeah, I thought uh-huh. I thought Halloween Kills was probably the best one. Listen, I've been really thinking about it after you know everything wrapped up last year. Halloween Ends came out, thus concluding the Blumhouse trilogy, and I've never gotten a chance to actually say this on air anywhere. I've said it in person to my friends. I've kind of typed it out online, but here it is. Here's the long and thick of it. Halloween 2018, the 40 years later sequel. Um, didn't think it was great. I really didn't. And I know that some people really love it. And I think up to a point I was really into it and I was really digging it. And then things happened in that movie that just turned me off from it. And I won't go into full detail. I've written reviews on it. If you want to see it, it's on the Leftover Pizza Club website. It just, it really didn't work for me. And at the theater, like it wasn't even a gradual thing that I came to that conclusion. My friend that I was sitting next to, he looked over and at the end of the movie, he was like, hey, that was pretty good. And he looked at me and I was just like, oh, I didn't like that. I don't think at all. And he was like, well, what didn't you like? And I was like, the whole there's movie. just something about it that like, it turned me off. And the more I kept thinking about it between that one and ends and what kills lacks and everybody's going to crucify me for saying this, uh, is it doesn't have a bunch of Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Kills is sort of lacking on Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. And I think to its benefit, I think she's being there a little bit is beneficial to the story. Yeah. Not a fan of when they give her a lot of screen time. I, I have to I say this very controversial yet brave thing. I just, there's something about her presence in excess that I don't think helped those Blumhouse movies. And I think that's part of the reason why kills worked so well for me. Mm. It, Kind of pushed her off to the side a little bit. We got to see Michael be brutal as he's ever been. 
Um, there is an element of comedy in it that we really haven't gotten very often in the Halloween series with Big John and Little John. And then the older couple in the beginning, um, uh, uh, played by Diva Tyler and then Lenny Clark, my my Boston boy, my Boston comedian. And uh, he, <laughs> he, he got the uh, fluorescent light bulb or she got the fluorescent light bulb, whatever it was. And oh, yeah. uh, just brutal and fun. And everybody was like, well, it's so unrealistic. And it's like, it's the Halloween series, man. It's oh, yeah. all unrealistic. It's it's a superhuman killer who can't be stopped. You know, it might oh, yeah. as well have fun with it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I personally, I loved it. And I know a lot of people were bitching and complaining. Well, he kills random people. Well, like, that's kind of how it happened in all the other ones, too. Like Resurrection, for instance. Did he really have a reason for killing all of those random teenagers just because they were in his house? Like, okay, I guess. But I love the fire brigade scene. That's mm. the fucking best way to start that Iconic. film. Iconic. So uh, cool, Such dude. a great start. Yep. So good. I loved the whole movie. Let the haters hate. Yeah, that's... Hey, man, it is what it is. Unrealistic, weird, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did it take swings? Yep. And did I feel satisfied watching that movie? Absolutely. And all this to say that Stop, Look, and Listen, It's Halloween is a great fucking song. And we never would have gotten that song had it not been for Halloween Kills, who plucked it out of the realm of obscurity and pushed it to the masses. So that's why we're talking about it tonight is because of that movie. So props. Can't give David Gordon Green a lot of props, but I'll give him that one. Like all things good, this too has come to its end. We hope you enjoyed our playlist for 2023's Halloween season. As always, we had a great time putting it together and partying with all you monsters. So all you monsters out there, if you enjoyed what you heard right here, right now, be sure to check us out on all social media platforms. That's right. You can check us out over on Instagram at leftover pizza podcast as well as their new uh twitter competitor threads and it's going to be the same username there you can also check us out over on twitter l-f-t-o-v-r pizza club and we're also on facebook you can check us out on our facebook page which is simply leftover pizza and while you're there you might as well join the leftover pizza club which is a little nice community Come hang out, meet some cool, like-minded ghouls and monsters. We're talking about everything up there. There's a good community chat going. Just a lot of good people. If you want to find some new friends or new online compadres or maybe even just get some recommendations on haunted houses, this is the place to be. And if that wasn't enough, go ahead over and check out our website, leftoverpizzaclub.com, where you can read all kinds of nostalgic articles and junk food reviews. I know the season's dwindling down right here, right now, but there is a journal up there and uh, you can read all the backlogs on it. It's a lot of fun and we think you'll enjoy it too. Absolutely. And while there's still some time left in the season, you can listen to our bonus shows and read our extra articles that will only ever be published on Patreon. You can become a patron just for three bucks a month. And uh, my God, there's quite the backlog up there right now. So it helps support the show and keeps us going. And it's less than the cost of one cup of coffee. And that's for the whole month. And lastly, wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. All that stuff helps us out a great deal, and we appreciate it very, very much. And with all that being said, we would both love to wish you all a very, very, very happy Halloween. I know I had a lot of fun. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Ditto. Yeah, this has been a blast. Really has been. I mean, as always, it's just uh, a great way to keep me engaged and keep Grimy engaged throughout the Halloween season. Just helps us frame the season a little bit differently by getting to do all this stuff for you guys. Between the Halloween journal and updating Patreon and writing articles and the millions of dollars that Grimy spends on old Halloween props to share on our social media with you guys. It uh, it really does help boost morale and keep us in that Halloween spirit for a lot longer than most people typically need to be in that headspace. So uh, it's sort of a labor of love and we do it because it is fun for us and it, it kind of keeps us, keeps us going and keeps us happy throughout the Halloween season for the most part. 
Absolutely, but I, I don't have any idea who that dude Grimy is. I'm fucking incognito John right now. I ain't spending no money on no Halloween. <laughs> I'm just here to party with the monsters. So without anything further, I am incognito John. And I am Big John. And you have just listened to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Now I'm going to go down on that dance floor and uh, stay away from the Bride of Frankenstein. And I am going to get absolutely slaughtered drunk. Get it? Slaughter, slaughtered. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I heard that the uh, the Crypt Keeper Five is on next, so stick around. God, I hate them. They haven't had a hit since like 1947. This is why nobody liked coming here for the longest time until we came here. So you're welcome. Yeah. God. All right. Have a great Halloween, everybody. 